A secretary is not a toy. No, my boy, not a toy. Wait, wait, how to succeed? Yep. Great show. Yeah. Hetty LaRue is my ex-girlfriend. I had to like slap her on the butt. Her parents Ugh. hated me. They came to see the show. It was why awkward. Did, why did her parents hate you? It's a long story, which maybe shouldn't <laughs> be recorded. <laughs> joining us for the very first time this is icon or Ycon, the show where we break down your favorite film universes one film at a time i am here as always with the mjolnir to my right hand mr cj laroche <laughs> what's meow meow <laughs> i love that it's a it's one of the best jokes in the movie oh my god um yeah so i am the hammer and mm. you throw me around and if I lay on top of someone, they're not getting up. <laughs> and you know what, audience, take that as you will. I want yeah. you to. I want you to take the many, many turns that that story could, and you, you go with it. Andrew, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm still in Jersey, still teaching out here, living my life. Okay. Yeah, my students are doing great. I'm actually having a ball. How about you? Very good. I'm doing good. I'm in Oakland, California, where it. It never goes below 60 or above 60, it seems. It's it's a beautiful life. Oh, listen, I'm jealous. We've been above 90 all week. That's That sounds heinous. It's rough. It's yeah. rough. Now, on Wednesday, I was inland, and it was 104. Oh, my God. But it was a dry heat, Andrew. No, you know what? That's some bullshit that people that live west say. It's a well, dry let me tell heat, you, so it's, it's different. It's not, because when you're fat and you're in the sun <laughs> and there's no humidity, it feels better. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I was in Vegas and I almost died. And people are like, it's dry heat. You're good. And I was like, no, I swear to God, I'm fucking dying. Now, was I drunk? Absolutely. But I'm still Now, was it worse than Florida? Because like you've spent so much time in Florida. You grew up in Florida. Was Vegas worse than Florida? (sighs) Yes. Vegas was just hotter than Florida. I just can't abide by that because when I'm in Florida in the summer, I want to kill myself. (laughs) It's so humid. I'll I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I do remember periods of my life where I would get out of my car and run through the front door because there was central air inside and like run because the, just the distance from the driveway to the front door was so oppressively hot. So would you say that you flew from the driveway into the house? I might say that. Okay. Not unlike the main character of the movie that we're discussing this week, or is he the main character of the movie we're discussing this week? Let's discuss. Andrew, do you want to tell the folks at home what movie we're talking about? I do. I do. I never get to do this. No, you don't. This is exciting. We are talking about the movie Thor. Thor! Thor. It's number four in the lower order. I was hoping you would go for the ride. I was hoping you would just bite down into it. I did, like like an In-N-Out cheeseburger. Mm, delicious. I'm actually kind of hungry. I may seem with something while we record this episode. <laughs> so, Thor, let's talk yeah, about this Jump movie. right in. Let's I got to right say, in. I got to say, I... It's better than you remember. It's better than I remember, Yeah. It is better than I remember. I, I will say once I got to act two, 
I remembered why I didn't like it because <laughs> she sure. does have a she does have a steep fall off. Sure, sure. But um, largely delightful and largely way more enjoyable. I remember it being so much more boring. It's not that boring. Yeah, no, it's um, I think that it gets off to a really, really strong start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like what he chose to do with the flashback. That was cool. Right. We start in the future. We go just a little bit back. We learn some things. We see some things and then plop, we plop right back into it. I thought that that was a great seamless transition. Uh, there's so much to talk about. I, yeah. I think that the main thing that I took away this go around and is it influenced by Disney plus? Sure. Maybe a little bit, but I think that Thor is Loki's movie. Do you know what's funny? It is Loki's movie. I think it's Loki's movie. I think we've got some real like secret hero shit going on here. It is Loki's movie because so much of the plot revolves around his reactions to Thor. Yeah. And so much of the plot revolves around us getting further clarity on what he's trying to accomplish and why. We actually Mm -hmm. end the movie knowing more about Loki than we do about Thor. Yeah, like Loki's journey in this film, I feel like maybe is not transformative, but it's certainly a bigger arc than even what Thor goes through, who at the end of the movie says, I'm still not worthy. Yeah. You know, and and I think whether by accident or not, I think that Thor's journey and arc ends in Ragnarok. I, I believe that. I believe that. But here's my thing about Thor specifically in this movie. So this movie yeah. serves as a character introduction, right? Yeah. And and they're really and this is when they start teasing the Avengers in the credits and stuff. Like they're like, exactly. all right, now we have met three of the Avengers, right? Yeah. Um so like it's it's happening, it's coming. Well, technically we get four. We get don't forget uh Barton makes his first appearance in the MCU. Barton makes his first appearance too. Yeah. So we have almost the whole team assembled. We just need Cat. Oh, yeah. and, oh. and Black Widow. I mean, and Black we got Widow five. too, yeah. We've yeah. got five. We just need Cat at this point. We just need so Cap. like yep. yeah. So they really have done a great job like slowly doling out this information. Yep. Uh but as far as Thor's journey, as far as two hours of movie serving to introduce Thor and the way they choose to introduce Thor is via Joseph Campbell's formula. Sure. Which always works. It's why we it's do always, it. It always, it always works and it's, it's always satisfying. It is always satisfying except in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's because it's Loki's film. You know, and and we we let, like let's go to like real life here, okay? So mm-hmm. like the reason that we know who Tom Hiddleston is, is because he worked with Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, right before before everybody before they even started doing this movie, like that's how Tom Hiddleston got into this film. Yeah, and he does such an amazing job that again, accident or not, I can't say, but we watch Loki really really have to go through it right from the jump. I mean, fuck, man. They're kids, and he's like, and Odin's like, well, only one of you is gonna be king. Uh, you know, sorry, it's not certainly not gonna be the younger one, you know. And then he like pulls this prank to like fuck up Thor's coronation, and you know, as it as and then when Thor gets banished, then his ambition really starts to come come through and come out, right? Like, I fully believe that if Thor didn't get banished, like he wouldn't have tried to ascend to the throne. 
Now, do you think Loki knew Thor was going to get banished, or do you think that was an accidental byproduct? No, I think it was a complete surprise, especially the way Hiddleston plays it. Yeah. Like, he's shocked. Yeah, he, he didn't know it was going to go down like that. But Thor was arrogant. And Thor was a bit of a warmonger. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, mm-hmm. Loki's not wrong in this moment. And Thor did betray the crown by just going over there to try and start some shit. Oh, yeah. No, he absolutely did. And it, like, it, it shows you the wisdom of the Or father. Mm-hmm. You know, he, I don't think, I don't think the, or that Odin ever had any plans on coronating Thor that day. No, I don't think it was going to happen regardless. No, he didn't think he was ready. No, no, he, he knew he wasn't, you know, yeah. and that's, that's why he was like, okay, maybe Loki's going to try some shit, you know, whatever Loki's going to do, but it, you know, the frost giants, I do love the excellent foreshadowing there in the beginning. I Odin declare you king, declare you king or declare you the frost giants. Yeah. The next person to sit on the throne is a frost giant. It's a frost giant. Yeah. No, that was cool. Um, I love how they revealed Loki's history to him. Mm-hmm. And, and I love how Loki couldn't see the forest for the trees. I'm so, I'm so sensitive to interpersonal communications with people that you care about where your words get twisted against you. And Odin actually is like, you're twisting my words. Like, yeah. Because Loki has this narrative for what this moment means and there right. is no shaking it. No, no. But that that scene that you're referring to is a fucking masterclass in acting. The two of them. Anybody who ever wants to be an actor needs to watch that scene on repeat for a couple of days. Uh That's how you play a scene. That's how you play emotion. Raw, unbridled emotion. It's beautiful. There are some really, really great, great acting moments in this film. Uh it makes me feel bad for the material that was given Natalie Portman, who is a fantastic actress. Yeah. Yeah. I I really, yeah, go ahead. Jane could have been played by anybody. Anybody. And and Natalie brought so much grace and intelligence to her, but like they didn't give her the beats. No, no. And also what's really worse is like, they turned her from somebody who like completely, you know, cares about science and cares about, you know, discovery, and, and they turned her into a weak-kneed girl. Yeah, it was very strange. <laughs> it was it was very very strange. It was nice to revisit the birth of Darth of Darcy. Oh, <laughs> it was nice to see her in a post WandaVision world. Aren't you a science major? Political science. She was the only applicant. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny, um, and and the the trio there. I feel like they're supposed to act as sort of a a mirror of the warriors three. Oh yeah, absolutely. I got that. Mm -hmm. Which is really cool. They just don't give them the juice that they give the warriors three. And then the warriors with lady Sif, don't let me, I'm not trying to cut out lady Sif. No, it's lady Sif and the warriors Warriors three. Three. Yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole gang. Yeah. And Shazam is in there too. Later in later films. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I just feel like they got more juice, the Warriors 3, for their little screen time. They got more yeah, I mean, they're, fun they're, stuff to do. They're part of Asgard, right? And like mm-hmm. I think that, you know, there's there's so much going on here in this film. And and this is our introduction to the cosmic 
part of the MCU. So I think that that may have been even intentional. Okay. You know, it's kind of like when you, when you do a show and you know, you've got your, your stars, right. Who are mm-hmm. in the main roles. And then you have like your solid, like New York gritty off Broadway actors who like do a couple of Broadway shows now and then. And like the director just leaves them alone. Yeah. You know, the director's like, Hey guys, so this is the script. And like, these are, this is where I want you to stand. And then they're like working deeply and intensely with like the ingenues and the stars, because like, they know that the the gritty characters are going to just do what they do and it's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, that to me is like the science three. They were like, Oh my God, look at that corner. They're fine. Like let's focus on, you know, what these like crazy characters who are dressed like, you know, Halloween characters essentially in this little town. So I think that that was at play. I feel that in the, in the writing and the crafting of it. They were fun. Um, I thought that, which, which one is it? The one with the beard? Is that Volstog? Oh God. I never remember their names. Yeah. It's Volstog. Yeah. Volstog kind of thought he might be a grown up Gimli from a Lord of the Rings movie. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know what sure. I mean? Sure, sure. And like, he was kind of in his own kind of movie. Yeah. And he was like the... the yeah, that, that's interesting because they're not, they're, they're, they don't get a lot of character development. No. You know, like he eats uh, the... Uh, well, God, I can never remember their names. Fandral the the one that Zachary Levi ends up playing is like the dashing, you know, sort of swashbuckler. And then the other guy is like the warrior. Right. Yes. So like there's not a lot of development for them to no. go off of. Yeah, Volstag, um, Fandral, and Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, they don't really they they're just kind of archetypes. And so you have these three archetypes, and then you have these three science people that are supposed to be sort of the earthbound versions of them. Yeah. And and Selvig steals the show. Oh man. Well, Stellan Skarsgard, like <laughs> Legend. he could he could walk through a fucking hostage crisis and like everyone would forget what was going on if he's talking like he's fucking great he's so good i really loved the scene with him and thor at the bar oh my god brilliant i thought that was a really good scene because it's so genuine yeah you know he's like really he, he you could tell he knew her father yeah. Like he had a clear understanding of who that man was and that relationship and what it meant to him to look out for his, that guy's daughter, you know? And then like, to, like he gets wasted you can tell it's coming. It's so telegraphed. But then when he shows up and they put him on the bed and that little smile that he gives her, I was like, Oh my <laughs> God. Like I've been there in that situation a million totally, times. Totally. You see so someone, good. you know, when you're wasting, you're like, oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Truly. I, I think we need to talk about uh, Heimdall and the Bifrost and how Heimdall as loyal as he is, really is comfortable living in a morally gray area because yeah. he really poorly guards that Bifrost, or he doesn't. But like his personal opinion really does factor into who should be traveling in and out. Oh, he's one hundred percent culpable. Yeah, in the, the events of this film. Um, yeah, no, played by the great Idris Elba. So and good. you know, there's so like I love I love Kenneth Branagh. Like Kenneth Branagh's direction, he really understands things. Mm-hmm. You know, he always like he he understands that like beats need to play off. Like right right when 
right when they show up first to go to the Judenheim, he says to Loki, you're not dressed warmly enough. Yeah. You know, it's like he's, he knows. He's like, you're not dressed warmly enough. Like, wink, wink, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, figure it out. Um, and then, yeah, and then later he's like, yeah, no, I'm like, good. I'm going to like serve Loki. And then they're, they they come in and it's like, I, we have to go get Thor. He's like, great, go get Thor. Yeah. He's yeah. like, do you intend to incite treason against our king and go retrieve Thor? All right. <laughs> no, I'm down. Let's go. Yeah. I know what's I know what's up. I know what's right. I know what's wrong. Yeah. Well, he, Loki's plan sort of gets out of control. Oh, absolutely, because he's making it up as he goes along. Yeah. It you it know? gets way out of control. And then the whole reveal that he was planning on saving his father the whole time. I think he came up with that on the fly. You think he did? Yeah, that's the thing about Loki, man. Like, at, like Loki doesn't figure out how to be the best until Sylvie. You know what? Spoiler it, alert. I know Sylvie does incite change in him. Yeah, uh, it made me love the Loki series even more. Going back and watching this, even more, man. I, I understand. More. I understand why he was right for a spinoff because it was. It's the same reason that uh cleveland got the spinoff in family guy and family guy Mm -hmm. and and seth mcfarland talked about that and he's just like well think about it like you can't really do joe and tammy because joe and tammy is just one joke over and over again uh quagmire can't learn anything he's the same every episode the only person that can like learn something change his life is cleveland is cleveland and uh and in this scenario it kind of works too because loki is so reckless and so all over the place it's interesting. And Thor yeah. is a is a bit formulaic with what he is. Now, his post-Ragnarok journey is very interesting. Right. And I think what this movie starts is a very long and slow burn thread of him constantly relearning that things are not what they seem. Like, because he's yes. a bit he's a bit of a fundamentalist at times. You know? Oh, no question. He's yeah. very, it's very black and white to him until somebody shows him where gray is. And then, and then he has to go on a spiral about it. He's one of those. There's always a spiral. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, you see it in Endgame, you yeah. know, where he like just goes completely off the deep end. He like gets the beer gut and then he has to, again, he has to relearn things. Like he's constantly relearning things. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, it's very indicative. Um, not indicative, but it's 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 uh, illustrated really well with his relationship with Loki. Like how how many fucking times does Loki Loki have to turn into a, a snake and stab you? Yeah, before you figure it out. Yeah, he just does that. Yeah, that's what he does. You know, and like figure it out, man. He's been doing that since you were kids. And at the end of this movie, he like gets doped again, duped exactly. again. Exactly, exactly. I have to say though. One thing that really, really bugged me about this movie is how Thor resigns himself to working at the diner. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just like, all right, we're really going to like hammer home this. I'm going to eat my humble pie by actually serving it to you. Like I was like, I thought I thought that was lame. And I also thought that I mean, they, uh, they were pancakes, though. They he was, were pancakes. He was making pancakes. He yeah. was making pancakes. But like also the that when he's fighting the destroyer and he's like, I'm gonna sacrifice myself. And uh-huh. then I was like, all right, great. Well, last 20 minutes of this movie ruined for me. 
Cause like, obviously you're going to sacrifice yourself and that's going to make you worthy. And then you're yeah. going to get the hammer and then you're going to be, it was, it was, and then they didn't even tease me about it. Like that exact thing happened in a matter of 45 seconds. Yeah. And the Quick way turnaround. it happened was with a slap. A bitch slap. I was going to say that, but I don't, I don't know if we're allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> bitch slap. Yeah. Oh my God. Is that canceled? I think it's canceled CJ. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay, okay. because just like Thor, we're learning and growing right now. We're as, learning and growing. As we too. record sure. this episode. Sure. Yeah, sure. But yeah. If oh I just, man. Bitch slap. Oh, oh. I think it's got to go. I think it's got to go. If it's gone, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Okay. We adapt. We change. Yeah, we, we grow. We evolve. But like, the destroyer slaps him <laughs> he does he fucking frog slaps him yeah and it's just like uh and then and then and that kills him apparently and he's like it is no done. that's it he's dead it is done and i was like that's it we didn't get a like a, come on i needed him to have a st- what did you want like broken limbs what were you yeah, after i wanted him to get fucked up do you know <laughs> what i mean and then he's worthy i was like a slap it was lame it was lame <laughs> I think that I think that everything that happened before the 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 mouse slap was was the redemption though. I, I mean, know. it was the idea of like getting the people out, uh, not get not choosing not to fight with the warriors three because yeah. he would be he would be a detriment. Saving the saving um, Foster, encouraging Lady Sif to go to safety. Yeah, like, get out of here. I love you. You You're a fierce warrior. You can't win this. You have to protect yourself. Yeah, be alive to be the one to tell this story. So, you know, I see what you're saying with the punch buggy slap. It was dumb. But, but yeah. It was dumb. That was, yeah. It was was dumb. I hated it. I will say, though, like, back to your point about, um, you know, the humble pie. I think that him being not worthy, uh, trying to lift that thing in the rain – uh, was some beautiful fucking filmmaking. Well, and it was. It was, and it was really well acted, really well directed. It looked incredible, and uh, that was where the movie dies. <laughs> there is a transition there because yeah. right after that scene, all we're doing is attempting to get back to that level of filmmaking, and we don't really, really, truly get there until Thor's decision to destroy the Bifrost. Yeah, and because that was great, because the and the way they made the stakes. Like, do you think that's where the studio took over, and they're like, okay, great, like this was a really fun art project. Um, Now we need to make a blockbuster. Yeah, maybe, maybe because the the destruction of the Bifrost is great. Yes, resting the hammer on Loki's chest to keep him from moving. Dumb. So why is that dumb? dumb it's dumb why is it, it dumb you can tell it's, it's, it's an impossibly heavy object it was forged in the heart of a dying star cj it looks so stupid and watching tom hiddleston mime that that thing does not weigh a gram is he's playing it well he plays it well it's, it's he plays it well it, I, I wasn't bothered by though. that i'm amazed was, you were bothered by that i hated it <laughs> okay. okay i actually i actually hated it um <laughs> i did not Okay, well, well, that's good. But it was a good dramatic scene, and and the fight with Loki was great. 
Uh, oh, really good. Yeah, it was really good. I, you know, Renee Russo. How many movies are we going to put her in and not give her enough to do? She's underutilized yeah. horribly, horribly again. This was about this as much scene work as Major League yeah. Two. <laughs> well, she wasn't in Major League Two, was she? Oh, yeah, she was. That one kitchen table scene. Barely. <laughs> Blink and you'll miss her. Yeah. Renee and Russo. I missed her. Yeah. I think she does more of the dark world, but who cares? Well, she's fabulous. That look she gives. I don't know if it was intentional or not, right? Again, with like uh, Thor, my firstborn. And she's like, mm, hell, it was your firstborn, lady. Yep. Mister. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. Oh my gosh, the drama of it all. I love that. I love that it does succeed in building a world that's going to be interesting to go back into, but it's yes. going to take about two more movies to cook. We got to figure. Yeah, Asgard. Asgard is something that they uh, they took a while to figure out, no doubt. But I think the I feel like the approach to go operatic. I understand it. It's just that the fact that they never in this movie found the conjunction between what was the currently developing brand of Marvel style humor with this operatic tone. So you have this operatic tone and then you have Darcy Lewis cracking jokes and then you have uh, Volstagg uh, eating chicken laying on his back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, 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 yeah, but you did need to have that sort of like Shakespearean undertone because we are introducing the cosmic characters. I, yeah, and I right? get it. You had to have you had to have that melodrama because if not, they wouldn't be grounded, and that's 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 truly ironic. Yeah, right? like to create grounded, you know, literal gods, it has to be melodramatic. There has to be a heightened sense. Everybody has to have a British accent. And and I think that is why people remember this movie as being more boring than it actually is, because it's not really more boring, but it is less fun. It was less fun, but you have to appreciate Shakespearean acting. Yeah. You know, like Hiddleston said, he even, he based his character on fucking Iago. Yeah. No, it's, you know, it's Who great. is the main character of Otello. He really is. Uh, no, it's, it's great. I, I, I really love it. It was also nice to see Lady Sif after that last episode of Loki. Right. Right. Like, what? So, cause I'm, I, I was like trying to piece it together. I'm like, when did that happen then? Yeah. Exactly. It was like just before this. It had to be just before. Yeah, like minutes before. Yeah, because they because they're all pretty clear that Loki's a douche. Right. He's a shower. Yeah. A shower. I'm going to start replacing douche with shower because that's what it means in French. Okay. Are we are we working on our France on our France? Shower bag. Don't be a, a shower bag. A shower bag. <laughs> we should talk about this post credit scene. Okay, let's wait just one second before we do uh-huh. and talk about Loki letting go of the staff. Okay. Right? The mm-hmm. ultimate like the ultimate reason that I think that this is Loki's film. Talk to me. Because he lets go of Odin's staff. He lets go of everything that's been bothering him. He is now choosing to be his own man, to no longer be upset that like daddy and mommy don't love him as much as they love the older brother. He's Loki, the trickster God. And he leaves. Now there's also a theory out there that uh, he was trying to send the rainbow bridge through Jotunheim Mm -hmm. to Thanos. That requires a little bit too much planning for him. For him in this movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That requires too much planning for him. I felt like I needed to like give credence to the theor- theorizers because like I love them so much. But yeah, you're right. 
You're it's, right. He was just pissed. Yeah. He was being petulant. Yeah, because he's like, all right, well, you ruined my plan. I'm still going to be the big hero. Right. And destroy our right. enemy. Like nobody and else destroy the. And he, he was obviously having some, you know, daddy issues there too, right? Yeah. Like he killed his dad. He killed his biological father. He did, yeah. He's a bit of a mess. He's a bit of a mess, but he's also our first great villain. Yes. And it's the first time that there's a villain that's not just like the same powers as the hero. Exactly. Partially because a major plot thread of this movie is our hero being depowered. Precisely. Yeah. But again, I just feel like there could be, there is a version of this movie that just tracks Loki's movements. Uh huh. And you can apply, apply, apply a Campbell esque <laughs> treatment to that movie. Oh, no, no question. And, it, and that's really, and it works. So, and and it, it, works, still works. it works really, really cleanly. And you can tell that uh, Kenneth Branagh probably had an understanding of that. Yeah. I think the problem is the writing of Thor's journey, which is supposed to be parallel, reads secondary. Right. Because we, Kenneth Branagh was worried about Tom Hiddleston and Loki mm-hmm. more than maybe he was worried about Thor. Well, Thor, they just don't give him any sort of great juice. They, they also dyed his eyebrows, man. And it looks so weird. It looks so weird. I they mean, stopped, Hemsworth does a great job, but like, whoa. They stopped doing that later, right? Yeah. Yeah, they stopped doing that. Kind of like they yeah. stopped they stopped putting the fake nose on Steve and they just don't exactly. say anything. They just let yeah. him be like super handsome Chris Evans. Like, can it yeah. can it just be that? Yep. No doubt. Yeah, no. You could do I will, this all day. Yeah. Thor's body though. Wow. Holy fuck. Had to say it. My God. It's uh, you know what? I mean, you can work out and diet and all the things. That is just some beautiful genetics, really. No, it's God given. Like it's God given. He's so symmetrical. It's gorgeous. Yeah. No. Tiny, I mean, he worked hard. He obviously, he, he obviously, obviously worked like hard. worked hard to, to yeah. you know to get there, and he probably just ate chickpeas, chickpeas and collard greens. Yeah. But like, but like those huge shoulders God. and that tiny little waist. I was like, how dare oh, yeah. you, sir? Yeah. Perfect. And the way everybody lo- takes it into though, I was like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but unfortunately, with the dyed hair and the dyed eyebrows, he looked like a fucking porcelain doll. It was weird. The dyed beard, too. The dyed beard was yeah, very Yeah, he dyed his beard, too. Sure, yeah. yeah, it was just too too bleachy. He kind of washed mm-hmm. out. It's like, a, did you ever watch The Soup with Joel McHale? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He used to talk about uh, Heidi and Spencer on the hills. Oh, on, on the hills. <laughs> yeah, and when Spencer grew his beard out, he's like, Heidi and her husband, creepy flesh-colored beard. <laughs> it's a creepy flesh colored oh, beard and it's weird it's yeah it's it's totally weird um not unlike the post credit scene the post credit scene super weird super weird uh so loki can possess people this is a power we learn about well this. is he using the mind stone is he yeah because that's the whole thing of the fucking that's next the movie thing of the next movie you're right i forgot about that, that he's in yeah yeah i think it's the mind stone I think he's got it already. He's got it already. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, what's funny. I, I'll be curious to go back because I remember by the time I got to Infinity War, I was like, I've lost track of how he got all those stones. Yeah. So Thanos had the Mind Stone and he was he gave Loki the Mind Stone to go get the Space Stone. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. All I right. think. I think that's the way, I think that's I think, what I remember. I mean, we'll 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 discover as we continue on. I gotta yep. say, CJ, I'm really glad like you really pushed this journey. This has been very delightful. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's be great. really good. And and I'm all I'm all jazz. You got WandaVision getting nominated for Emmys. 
You got uh, you got Loki really, really killing it, being the American version of Doctor Who. Like, yeah, you know, at the time of this recording, we are only five hours, eight, four hours away from Loki's finale being available on Disney yeah, Plus. Yeah, cannot wait. I'm very, yeah. very excited about it. See where this goes. Yeah. Uh, we should take a break. Take a break. <laughs> You know, CJ, this is one of our pandemic traditions that I'm so glad we were super consistent with because I really am starting to see the results of all of our work on this podcast. It's pretty great. Now, where are you seeing results, Andrew? Like in your midsection, um, like in your your chest area, where where are the results happening best for you? Because I could use some. Listen, my chest area is on fire, but really it's because my heart is so full from all the engagement we've been getting on our social media. I mean, I'm talking to... I'm talking to people on the Instagram, I'm talking to people on the Twitter, and I want to do more of it. The 18 listeners have really started to engage. Uh, We appreciate you. We see you. Uh, We're very excited to have you. Yeah, so I think that, Andrew, where can can the people who may be 19, 20, 21, where can they find us? Listen, at Icon or Ycon, both on Twitter and Instagram. And we have gotten way more active than we ever were. So remember those 15 episodes where we kind of lied to you about communicating with us? They're, it's true now. We're actually there and we want to hear from you. So I say go for it. Just do it. Yeah. Log on. Log in. Trip out. <laughs> back to the show. And we're back. We are. Better I than swear. before. <laughs> oh, we can never go back to before. Oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you for giving me that reference. Marin Maisie, God rest, legend. Oh, legend. Legendary. That song's almost unsingable. It's so hard. Yeah. She was a queen. Anyway. Oh. All right. So I got to be serious with you for a moment, CJ. Okay. I just feel like with all this Norse mythology colliding with all of the Marvel mythology colliding with my understanding of how movies should work versus how they do work versus Mm -hmm. how they're made versus how they're Mm -hmm. photographed film versus digital. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the casting of Zach Levi, no Stuart Townsend, no Josh Dallas, just kidding. Zach Levi. I'm so confused. Mm -hmm. I'm so confused. And I think we need to take all of this confusion Mm -hmm. and, and, and really sort of, you know, Cull it down into some clarity. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I think the best mm-hmm. way to do that, mm-hmm. I think the best way to do that is to answer some ephemeral questions. Mm. Little Tommy, Beefy Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, and Sir Anthony come together in this movie. But the <laughs> writing, it's a shame. It's too goofy. It's too serious. It's not grounded, but it's in the ground. But let's talk about why it's kind of good. And we love it just the same. Wow. Wow. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Well done, good sir. That's a great, that's a great ephemeral question song. Yeah, I think so. For this one, that felt right. You had to really just take it to a wheezy place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that. So what worked about this movie for you, CJ? Okay. Well, I just sort of talked about it in my ephemeral question song, which is available on iTunes uh, in Atlantic records, the acting man. Yeah. The acting, it does not get better than what goes on in this movie. I mean, it, it stems from Mr. Brana. I mean, they, he brought the cast, like a lot of the people did this movie because Brana did it. 
I talked about it earlier with Hiddleston and him like hanging out a couple summers before they do such an amazing job acting in this film. Mm-hmm. It makes me believe in these characters. It makes me like these characters. It makes me root for these characters. I mean, really the only person in this like character in this film that I don't want to succeed is the frost giant. Luffy. Yeah. I'm like, I hope he loses, but I hope both Thor and Loki win. I feel that. Um, yeah, the way that everybody knows exactly who they are and what they're doing. I mean, you touched on the Warriors 3 a little bit. Like, yeah, they're a little cartoony, but I think they're supposed to be. Yeah. And I think they they do a pretty good job with what they're given. But for me, knowing what happens next with Thor and Loki and watching Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston like just completely build this lifelong relationship it's like i said it's a fucking master class and sir anthony and renee russo i mean it's just fantastic and you know there's it's a good it's a decent story and like you know the it's it's it, there's some pretty good cinematography um but for it's it's all about the cast man they really 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 work for me um and i hope i didn't take yours oh you didn't you didn't okay. I've, actually you know what well, what's funny is I'm going to read you exactly what my note is. You ready? I'm ready. My note is the casting and the look and operatic nature. So you didn't take my thing, but I was struck by some elements that directly correlate to your thing. Right, 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 right. Because it's a cast of great actors. They do a really, really good job with, uh, they give an excellent performance of what is ostensibly serviceable material. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know it's it's an okay Thor movie and it, it reeks of a studio that doesn't really know what it has yet no no they're still working it out yeah still so working it out the actors that they get and the director that they get do a fantastic job there's some beautiful world building the first time you see that Bifrost is amazing oh my god and they did I, such a great job with that I mean it's a rainbow bridge and what they chose to do with it and how they chose to design it and build it so to speak fantastic it looks so cool it looks so cool and I loved the operatic nature of it I love the operatic nature so much so that I wish they would have doubled down and just made it a melodrama okay you know okay. I, I think it's very interesting that you keep saying operatic and I keep saying Shakespearean yeah <laughs> I think that I think that strikes at the heart of our histories very true yeah no that's the true yeah you say shakespearean and i'm saying operatic and in this moment there's they're synonymous exactly the same thing yeah yeah no it, it's but it is it's so big and dramatic and i loved when it was that because then the overblown midsummer night's dreamy humor that the warriors three right. were giving you made so much sense and then he gets exactly. catapulted to earth and he's getting hit by a car twice and Darcy Lewis is talking about how hot he is. And I was like, oh, so you, you go to America and it, and it dumbs down the movie, you know? Exactly. Exactly. He becomes immortal. Yeah. And dumb. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's you know, that's, that's silly. I love the operatic nature of it. And I, I thought the look was gorgeous. I could have done without the bleached eyebrows and beard. Yeah. Yeah. That was, a, that was an error. You know, that was but, certainly an error. But it just, the overall look of Asgard and how they're, dressed and and the way the whole city is styled is really oh, gorgeous really unreal it's really it's unreal. gorgeous it's yeah. excellently done yeah let's look at the yeah. flip side of this conversation what didn't work about this movie for you i got two words for you dutch angles dutch angles 
My God, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I get it. I get it. You know, a lot of the Thor comics had those diagonal pains. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of pain, there is somebody talking outside of my little booth. So I apologize. Oh, I can't hear it. On the phone speaking very loudly. I'm sure that my Yeti microphone is picking it up because it picks up all the sounds. Yeti, when you just need to be heard. Look at that. I inserted an ad there. Yeah. Did they um, pay you for that? Because like we shouldn't be fucking doling that out. Like, come it on. It felt like it. Yeti, if you're listening, uh, and I know you are. Now, yeah, no, I just think that that there was too much Dutch angle. There were too many times where, like, the camera tilted, you know, uh, like the great Ryan George said, they had a broken tripod. You know, there were a bunch of cuts. (laughs) It did Um, do that a lot, a lot. You know, and, like, I get it. Like, Thor was off kilter. Like, his life was being, but, like, when people talk about this movie, they talk about the Dutch angles and with good reason. Um, Yeah. So that was like really that was like what you know obviously there's a lot of other nitpicking that I could do but like that's the one thing that I could say like I did that did not work for me whatsoever um yeah I really enjoy this movie mm. okay. so I was I was excited to get to watch it again just I hate the Dutch angles what about you uh that act two slag slag that act two sag is bad yeah, it's a it's a slog and a slag it's, it's bad I think a slag is something different. <laughs> Well, but um, I mean, here at Icon or Wycon, it could like we, we could just make a slag that. Isn't a slag a, a prostitute, a, a sex worker? That would be a slut. Google slag right now before we continue this conversation. Yeah, it's a stony waste matter separated from metals during the smelting or refining of ore, and also a promiscuous woman. Okay. So not necessarily a prostitute because a prostitute could be any sex or gender, but specifically a promiscuous woman. So the word slag goes after women and needs to get slag slapped. So we're canceling slag too. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, you just it's did out. it. You just did it's it. Out. It's, out. it's out. Can't say it anymore. So there's a real serious act to sag. And it is a slog to get through is what I meant to say. There it is. There it is. There it is. Um, I'll say this. Let's be real about this. He, I was watching the runtime too, because I'm so obsessed with being able to see the runtime. Yeah, you are. I I am. I am. You really are. Because pacing is everything, man. Pacing is everything. You know this. You were a stage manager. Pacing is everything. I'm, but I'm obsessed. I'm one of those assholes that uh, reads show reports just to clock if I'm conducting consistently, be like, all right, I'm still, if I'm still within 90 seconds of what last night's show was, I'm doing a good job. If I add three minutes, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. So, like tighten you that need thing three up. Three X's if you do that. Three whole X's. So listen, he has his whole moment in the rain with the hammer when he can't uh-huh. pick it up. Cause he's not worthy about an Beautiful hour filmmaking. into the movie. My God. Oh, so good. He has it about an hour into the movie. There's an hour of film left. There's about 25 minutes of story left. Right. And so the yep. pace just gets destroyed. And then it picks back it up again when it gets slows action-y. to a crawl. Like when the destroyer yep. comes into play, it's, yep. it gets cool again. Like when he first yeah, like, yeah. hatches his plan. Uh, but it, it, it did not yeah, need we, another we, hour film. We do get the nice um, throwback to the destroyer, to Thor destroying the destroyer later in Infinity War. 
We do. Shot for shot. We do, and it's very cool. But that is not that movie. No, no. Um, so, but yeah, that's what didn't work for me. Gotcha. I think I know the answer to the next question. Does this movie make your Desert Island top five? Uh, no, but only because Ragnarok exists. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I really like this movie, man. Okay. Um, Yeah, I have no problem with this. Um, I enjoy it. It's an easy watch. Uh, It's like I said, it's got great, great acting. I like the the I like the pacing of of one and three. Um, I love uh, it's it's beautifully uh, colored film. I love Coulson. I love Barton. I love the the mention of Banner Stark. You know, I think. I like I like this movie because there's like it's like a setup, yeah. You know, it's like a prequel, um, in a lot of ways, right? Uh, it's the beginning of Loki. You know, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's really good, and I think that you know, not unlike Black Widow, someday you may say the same thing. Um, <laughs> I knew but no, it is. I knew you were yeah, going no, to have me sometime. Oh, I had to. Yeah, actually, that, for to. the for the listeners, I I know there's been two to three episodes of me talking shit about Black Widow, and then I went to see it, and it's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. So, you know, but I ate the humble pie that Thor served me in that moment. So maybe someday yeah. I will eat it here too. Maybe, but maybe. probably not. But maybe I'm gonna say probably not, um, because it's just that it's not as strong as you know. Ragnarok um but it's a good it's a good movie you know it's fun yeah and I could watch it but it's like in the pantheon in the uh in the greater you know island nature no it doesn't yeah. get there for me okay you right. uh no it does not get there I I think I think the last hour of this movie is terrible uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think the first hour is <laughs> delightful uh, I think you know what I mean the last half hour of this movie it it's everyone's like oh but it's you know it's so good and like it really does come together yeah but like again look at the runtime if if you don't like the last hour of a two-hour movie the movie gets a 50 that's a fail yeah sure no i hear what you're saying yeah but maybe i'm being too analytical about it but like no i I don't think you are i think i think you're absolutely right in in your point um you know once we once we get to the rain yeah well no i think it works I think it's just not as good and it's not great. Yeah, and the last 15 like, minutes tries to turn it around and does a noble job. It's a noble effort. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think again, I think that you have studio coming in and be like, these are the characters and we need them to blast things and shoot things and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's strange. It kind of feels like a detour, that whole fight scene with the destroyer. Yeah. No, absolutely. It, it it's out of place. Yeah, it feels like it a total doesn't, detour. It doesn't serve us. Yeah. Um, all right, bonus question. You ready? Yes. Same movie, same script. Takes place in, or uh, it's it, it's being released in 1994. I need you to cast Thor, <laughs> Loki, and Jane Foster. Oh my God! In 1994. Yeah, three four. Like your late oh early nineties. Okay. Wait, okay. Wait, same. Is it the same tone? 
Uh, yeah, but it would be done 90s style. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. This may get ready for Thor, starring Matthew McConaughey as Thor. Freddie Prinze Jr. as Loki. Yes. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone as Jane Foster. Oh, hey. Wait, but that would actually happen. That would be it. Yeah, that's it. casting that could actually happen. And that's really, really good. I would love to see Freddie Prinze Jr.'s take on Loki. He'd be great. He's brilliant. Yeah. Highly underrated. But you know, he he they the two of them actively took time off to be parents. That's Who's that? Freddie Prince Jr. and, and Sarah uh, Michelle Geller. Sarah Michelle Geller, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's their whole journey. They don't they're never working at the same time, so their children have a parent. <laughs> yeah, that's why Sarah Michelle wasn't ca- like Sarah Michelle was the first person, but I was like, no, I can't cast her and Freddie Prince. I, mean, I guess I could. You could, but yeah, that's once they and if you look at it, what what, if, no, no. What if it was Freddie Prince Jr., Ryan Philippe, and uh, Sarah Michelle Geller in like I know where you came from, Loki. <laughs> That'd be good. I like that yeah, you right. you skewed young with your casting too. I think that's fun. Well, yeah, I mean that was the whole thing in this. They wanted a couple of relatively unknown actors to yeah. play the titular and main characters. Yeah. All right, you ready? I, I don't know if anyone's ready for this, but we'll listen. Because this is kind of brilliant. Yeah, I think no, this sure movie would absolutely get made. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Thor. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> as a nod to the series, Richard E. Grant as Loki. Oh, yes. Was, those were his active years. Yeah. He was still he was still your your grown up heartthrob. Yes, wow. And you ready for this? Yeah. Jane Foster, Kathy Ireland. Remember when she had a film career? I sure do. She was in Unnecessary Roughness. That movie. She, she played the female kicker. She sure was. I actually love that movie. Oh my God, yeah. Was Scott Bakula? Was he in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Sure was. <laughs> yeah. So that's my nineties cast. Kathy Ireland. Okay, like I. I understand that it's 2021, but I need to say this. Kathy Ireland is fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was hot. And she, like, I could buy magazines of her in a swimsuit when I was a teenager. She had this beauty that somehow seemed approachable. Right. Do you know what I mean? She was truly the girl next door. Yeah. She was stunning, but also like you felt like you could like talk to her, and that was part of the appeal. And that was yeah. why she worked in movies because she wasn't like the strongest actress. She's just oh, God, so no. sweet and so charming. Oh, she was yeah. hilarious in Mom and Dad Save the World. Right. Yeah, no, I loved Kathy Ireland. Big uh, crush on Kathy growing up, no question. Oh, so good. We all did. So uh what is your special award? Well, my special award goes to Loki. Okay. Uh and the award is Loki was Thanos before Thanos was Thanos. Okay. <laughs> okay. Know? Yeah. Everybody got all hard about, oh my God, Thanos is a star of Infinity War. He's a villain. And he's the star. And I'm like, Loki was doing that when y'all were in diapers. Yeah. Settle down, everybody. 
So yeah, so the Thanos before Thanos was Thanos award to I love it. Loki. I love it. Thor. Brilliant. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. Thank you. Give me yours. Give me yours. <laughs> My special award for the film Thor is the Debbie Gibson Award. <laughs> given to films where you can get lost in their eyes. Oh, yeah. And as talented as this cast was, there was some unreal eye acting going on. (laughs) Let's be real. We we can be honest about this. When you look in Chris Hemsworth's eyes, little tiny fireworks inside you explode. Sure. It's a beautiful gaze. It's a beautiful gaze. But then Tom Hiddleston is there. Yep. Those gigantic saucers he stares at you with. Working Pain, too. Thought longing. the thought behind the eyes too. Oh, his eyes are so beautiful. But wait. Wait, there's more. There is absolutely more. Because then you have, as the king of Asgard, Odin, played by with Anthony one Hopkins, with, with one, one fucking eye. eye. One eye. Giving you eye acting. All the acting. Now, and also Heimdall. Heimdall. See, you see where I'm going with this. When Thor fails, the square of that light, you know, is in his eye. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I see it. It's great. It's great. I see it. Debbie Gibson Award. Debbie Gibson Award. Films where you can get lost in their eyes. Wow. Yeah. How'd that song go? I get lost in your eyes. And I feel my spirits rise and soar like the wind. No, that was the that was the eleven twenty one number. Because it is eleven twenty one p.m. where that man is, and that is what his voice sounds like. Wow. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Just trying yeah. to keep it fresh. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> All right. Is this movie an icon or a Y-Con? Well, Andrew, I think. Because of its place in the MCU and because it introduced the world to Hemsworth and Hiddleston and because it really sets a tone for the cosmic universe in the MCU and because it's directed by Kenneth Branagh, I think it's an icon. I think it I think it belongs. I really do. I would I would fight for it. I know that there is a slog. <laughs> I know that it's there, you know. I know that I know that Thor, you know, goes down with a bowing slap. <laughs> but I'm calling it, man. I'm calling this one an icon and you're going to argue with me. I know you are, but but I give it icon status. All right. You know what? I, I respect your decision. I give it Y-Con status. Why? Why, Andrew? Tell me why. Uh, it's, it's similar to my complaints about what didn't work. Uh, there are some things that they do that are not sound from a storytelling perspective, nor okay. are they sound from a cinematic perspective, right? Okay. And this is one of those moments 
where it's like you have generations of very healthy modern storylines to draw on for ways to introduce this character and you chose to make something that's like you know barely better than captain marvel i've really enjoyed spending all these episodes <laughs> with you getting this time together <laughs> Did you just but, so help me God? You? The next time that you bash Captain Marvel before it's time to bash Captain Marvel, <laughs> we'll be your last. <laughs> All right, I, I gotta save it. I gotta save it. Yeah, I gotta say it. We're still about fifteen movies away from that moment. Oh my God, we're so far away. We're so there's so <laughs> many to do. There's so many to do. But I'm I'm, I'm here quit for it. Eight more times because you can't not bash Captain Marvel. Well, I had to give up Black Widow. That shit was fire. So good. And and I've been talking shit about the Black Widow movie since the DCEU. That's right. You sure have. Yeah. So. It was really good. I can't wait for you to see it. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I just think that there's enough great to outweigh the poo-poo. <laughs> All right. All right. You know, and yeah. maybe, maybe someday I'll change my mind. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll move along. We'll move, move along. along. Move along. Uh, speak of moving along, what's next in the LaRorder? Okay, so uh, just a quick apology to those of you who watched uh, a funny thing happen on the way to Thor's hammer. Uh, sorry, you didn't need to. So we're taking that out of the LaRorder. Not necessary. Okay. Uh, the next movie is teased in the post credit scene. It's where we are introduced to the Tesseract. In Norway, the same town that becomes Little Asgard or New Asgard later, and also where they find the Tesseract in Captain America, the first Avenger. Very, very excited to see this. I actually really like that movie. Oh, love the movie. Yeah. Love the movie. Yeah, cannot I'm excited wait. to rewatch it. I think it's going to be really, wait. really good. Yeah. There's only one thing wrong with Captain America, in my opinion. Um, I mean, there's a couple of things, but like the main thing is like, Little Chris Evans. Oh, uh, I I didn't mind him the first time I Little saw. Little Chris but Evans let's, is weird. Let's see if I mind him right now. It's a, it's yeah, a, is he? Is yeah. okay. Wait on on. Let's let's scale it. Scale it. Weird like weird like Esme from the Twilight movies. Uh no no okay. because everything about the Twilight movies is weird and unfortunately that's a universe and I just realized that we'll have to do that someday yeah, someday not not no Renesme <laughs> I'm talking about the baby Renesme the baby with the weird grown up face oh I thought that's what you were talking about that is yeah 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 okay yeah, yeah. I don't know those characters' names man I watched those because I had to let me tell you I went on a horrible date to the first movie. <laughs> And it was like, I'm going to tell you, it's a quick story. I'm going to tell you the story. So like, uh, we decided we we're going to go see a movie and we accidentally, or so we walk into the movie theater, we sit down and some guy comes out and he's just like, Hey guys, so excited for you guys. Uh, this is the first hundred fans screening of Australia and Baz Luhrmann and Hugh Jackman are going to come and do a talk back after it's a long movie. So, but like sit tight, we're going to get started in a few minutes. And we had bought tickets to Twilight because he wanted to see Twilight. And he looks at me, he's like, oh, we're in the wrong theater. 
And I was like, I mean, what do you want to do? This looks like a pretty cool, happy accident. And I'm sure at the very <laughs> least it'll be, it'll be something fucking crazy to have a drink about after, right? And right, he's just right, like, right. I just really want to see Twilight. Oh my God. But yeah. And I, so I was like, this meeting is over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to see Twilight because I'm a gentleman and I couldn't in good conscience just pick a movie I would rather see over spending time with the person that I had committed to spending time with that evening. Sure. But the movie sucked and he sucked. So And you missed Baz Luhrmann and Hugh Jackman for Twilight. I know, right? I thought it was stupid very, too. That's very odd. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But that's my story. Oh. Well, it's strange that, you know, Bart wanted to see Twilight over here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, that was actually, you know what? Uh, I, I'll tell you this other story real quick, just because I'm, I'm feeling very wistful because we're getting married okay. in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Who's marrying me, CJ? <gasps> oh, spoiler alert, everybody. I'm going to be an ordained minister in the state of Florida. Uh, I'm marrying you. Yeah. Couldn't think of anyone better. Yeah, when um, you asked me, I, I literally broke down in tears at dinner. I'm so it's happy. Very embarrassing. I'm so happy. Very it's gonna it's gonna be you're so special <laughs> to the both of us, and it's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful. But uh so check this shit out. Uh Christmas Eve, Bart comes to see me sing at church, and uh we have dinner after he meets my friends and we hang out. It's a very lovely time. And I was I, you know, I, I gotta fly to home to Florida in the morning. So I was like, all right, well, good night, have a good Christmas. And he's like, I mean, are you calling in tonight like because i was thinking maybe we could go watch die hard i mean it is a christmas movie after all and i was like i'm gonna <sighs> fucking marry this man <laughs> like, lo and yeah. behold yeah wow. i was like wow yeah. that is that the, is hot ladies and gentlemen the power of cinema yeah it is a christmas movie you're right yep no uh, question all right good sir Thank you for this. This was a beautiful moment. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yep. Yep. We, uh, we disagreed again. So yeah. there's some disagreement. There's some back and forth. You know, we're, we're really spicing it up around here. Yeah, we uh, are. Looking was... forward to, to Captain America. Yeah, perhaps we will be on the same page with that one. I hope not. <laughs> You're right. Much more fun when we argue. Totally. For Icon or Icon, I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. I'm CJ LaRoche, and we'll... MCU <laughs> next time. <laughs>